Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Back if you've been on vacation. I know you guys are doing good. God is faithful. Somebody say with me this morning, say God is faithful. Say God is faithful. That's right. God is faithful. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you through it all, through the tough times. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of you say, man, you know what? I'm, I'm going through a tough time, Pastor. Hey, I think we may understand to a point. Um, my mom was transferred and promoted and graduated to heaven on May 26th. Hey, we're doing great. We're praising God, but we're grieving. That's just part of the process, and it's normal to miss mom. Even though she's in heaven, we'll see her again someday. So you say, man, I'm going through a, a trial in my life, or there's something, I'm, 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 maybe I'm grieving, or maybe I've, I, I have a loss in this area of my life. Hey, we can understand to a point. We really can, because we lost my mama recently. But she's in heaven now. And I want to tell you that even through the grief, even through your hard time, there is comfort. There is comfort. Scripture says he comforts those that mourn. Scripture also says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. All right? So you say, man, I'm mourning a loss or I'm going through it. Hey, God is comforting you. You've got to mourn. You've got to mourn to be comforted. Say, man, if I'll just put it away and ignore it and pretend like it's not there. No, you know what? You've got to mourn. It's got to be a healthy time where you give it to God. Face it. Face your fears. Face whatever you're troubled about. Face it. Don't run from it. All right? But let God comfort you. Continuing the series this morning, the overarching series is entitled Yes or No, No, Yes or No, The Choice is Up to You. And the title of today's message is Say Yes. It's a series that deals with saying yes or no and also creating boundaries. What are boundaries? Boundaries are lines that we draw to protect us or to protect others. Boundaries are lines we draw to protect a country. We have boundary lines. We have borders. We have different things. Did you know a train is freest on its boundary, right? Its boundary is what? A train track. Say, man, I just want a train to just ride free through the fields. Well, it can't even get through the fields. It's got to ride on a track, doesn't it? Say, man, I want my car. Some of you are like, you know what? I have a Mercedes, perhaps. I don't know. Some sweet street car. You say, man, I just want my car to have no boundaries. I'm going to drive it out in the country. Well, you'll get a flat. Your car, your Mercedes, your BMW was made for the road. Now, if you have a Humvee, maybe that's made for all terrain. But how many of you know even a Humvee has boundaries? It gets to a place and it can't go into the ocean. It has boundaries. It has areas where we have to decide yes or no. Okay? So boundaries don't just describe what you won't do, but they also describe what you will do. Okay? So yes or no. It's your choice, all right? The choice is yours. Scripture says choose today. Choose today. We can choose blessing or curse. We can choose. So the title of today's message is say yes. But say yes to what? Say yes to whom? Today, the first thing I want to do is get to Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. <clears throat> Somebody tried to corner Jesus, and they got to Jesus and said, you know what? Um, they, they we're going to trick him, the scribes and Pharisees, the religious folks of that day who didn't really love God like they should have. They just, they knew rules and regulations and religion apart from relationship. They said, let's trap Jesus. You know, he's smart. He's a rabbi. He knows the word. But let's trap him, make him look dumb in front of the people. Shame him. So somebody says, teacher, which is the most important commandment? 
in the law of Moses? What a great question. He's referring to the law of Moses, which is mine and your Old Testament. Jesus replied without hesitation, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, we as believers, I know, we preach it, we talk it, we share it, and we should, that God loves us. You know God loves you, right? You're here on a Sunday morning, even if you're struggling with it. You're here on a Sunday morning because you know God loves you. And if you've struggled with it, you say, I believe He loves me. I may not feel it. I may not have a revelation of it, but that's what the Word said. I know God loves me. But here's my question today. Isn't it even more important to know that you love God? It all starts there. Why? Because that's the first commandment. Jesus didn't say, you know what? The first commandment is to know that God loves you. No. If you will love God, I believe this with all my heart. If you will really love God, if you will begin to make God first priority in your life, you look up the, the, in the older languages, priority was never plural. It was never priorities. It was priority, meaning you have one priority. And your priority in life should be God and loving God. And you have a choice to do that. You can say yes or no to loving God. But today I'm going to tell you, say yes to loving God. That's my first point today, is say yes to loving God. Because everybody says, hey man, you know, Jesus loves you. And that's true. Jesus loves me, like the little song says. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. But what about loving God? What about saying yes to loving God? Why? Everything good comes from God. So loving Him brings His goodness into your life. And if you love God, I believe this with my whole heart, if you love God, you'll desire His will. I believe we as believers, we as people, we as humans have struggled with loving God in different ways. We have. We've struggled with it. I mean, Scripture tells us, man, that Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. That's real simple for us. And many times we get away from the basics, right? We get away from the basics. I see sometimes in life we get away from the basics for things that worked for us. Some people say, man, I'm having a hard time sleeping. Well, did you get away from exercising? Are you getting too much caffeine too late in the day? There's basics in life that we forget sometimes. We're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did that. I did that. I was faithful in that. And that area of my health or my life got better. Say, man, why am I struggling with so much stress? I'm not taking walks anymore. Why am I struggling with this in this area? I'm not reading the word like I used to anymore. How many of you know that in basketball, football, any kind of sport, there are basics? Teams that excel, people who excel, athletes, they're good at the basics. In football, what are some of the basics? Tackling, blocking, catching, staying behind the line of scrimmage until the ball is hiked. There's, there's boundaries, there's out of bounds, there's inbounds. There's basics in life. In the same way, you've got to get back. There's an old song we used to sing in church, get back to the basics of life, and that is loving God. That is loving God, and it's a choice. Did you know you choose if you're going to love God or not? I always love using our marriage as an example because it's the closest thing I know. After God, after God, my life is about my wife. It is. That's just how God made us. I believe that's the right thing, and I believe that's proper perspective. Okay? But my wife and I have chosen to love each other. We love each other, and we feel it. We feel the love for each other. But we chose a long time ago. We said, man, something about you I like. I love you. I love you. 
You decide to love someone, and in the same way, you decide to love God. And you can't ignore that. I can't emphasize this enough today, is that the fact that you as believers, man, we've got to decide to love God. You say, man, I think I love God. I, I love him. Well, what, what are you doing to spend time with him? If you love God, spend time with him. Here in a moment, I'm going to get into another point. But my first point today is saying yes to loving God. It is so important. If you love God, you're going to love others, aren't you? All the Ten Commandments, all the prophet, the law, and the commandments. Jesus said, if we would continue on in that text, I'm not going to put that on the screen. There in Matthew 22. If you continue on, Jesus says, yeah, and the second commandment is like the first. It's similar. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, all the law and all the prophets, basically, your whole Bible hangs on those two promises. Those two commandments, better said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength and might, everything that is within you, and love others as yourself. If you love God, you're going to love others. If you love God, you're not going to do anything to disrespect God. If you love God, you're going to obey His commandments. If you love God, that means you love right. Somebody say, love right. If you love God, you're going to love right. And if you love right, I promise you will live right. I promise if you love right, you will live right. If I love my wife, I'm going to treat her right. I'm not going to do things intentionally to hurt her. In the same way, if I love God, I'm going to love him right, and I'm going to obey his commandments. I'm going to do my best to please him in life if I truly love him. So if you love God, you'll desire his will. You'll seek it. You'll pray for it. You'll live in it. Let's go to Amos 3.3. I love this verse. Amos 3.3. Look at the question that is being asked in this prophetic book. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? That's New Living Living Version, New Living Translation, okay? Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Huh, well, of course not, right? English Standard Version says, King James Version says, can two people walk? Walk together unless they be in agreement. I like walks. I cannot go for a walk with you unless I agree on the direction, unless I'm in agreement. And I've seen people out for walks before, and they're arguing, and it's hard for them to walk together. Really, I've seen it. Especially men and women, and you know they're a couple, and it's a lover's quarrel or something. I don't know. But I've even seen a woman pushing a dude away like, man, get off me. Back up. Like, I don't even want to walk with you. And the guy's following her. He's trying to talk to her. And they cannot walk together because they are not in agreement. So my question for you this morning is, how can you walk with God if you're not in agreement with him and his word? How? It's impossible, right? And this is an encouraging word today and a reminder to say, man, you say yes to loving God. How can I walk? You say, man, I'm going to walk with God. I'm just, uh, I'm just never going to really pray or seek him or get into the word or go to church or be planted anywhere or be consistent, but I'm going to love God. Man, what is love if it's not consistency? What is love if it's not, I love you every day no matter what? What is love if it's not, man, you know what? We're going to figure this out. We're going to work it out. Now, God is perfect. We're not. He is perfect. But I guarantee it. I want, I want God to work it out with me all the time through my mess. And thank God he promised that. He promised that. In his word, he promised. He said, if you seek me early, you'll find me. He said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said in his word also, hey, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever answers the door, hey, I'll go in and have dinner with him. Jesus said, 
I'll go in and spend time with him. Dinner is an intimate thing, especially back in ancient times. It was a sign of covenant, spending time together. This is a freebie, but some of you need to start eating dinner with your families again. All right? Not just in front of the TV. I don't know who needs to hear that today. That's a freebie. I promise nobody told on you. Nobody told me anything. Maybe I'm reading your mail. Maybe not. Maybe it's for the other service, like Pastor used to say. Oh, no, maybe it's for the other service. But some of you need to sit down and eat dinner with your family again. Eat together. Sit down. And I, one of my weaknesses, I like to eat standing up. My wife's like, come on, baby, sit down. She's like, no wonder you're burning all them calories. I'm standing, eating, and moving. I'm like, no, baby, I'm going to eat while I empty the dishwasher. <laughs> sit down, man. I'm preaching to myself, too. Sit down. I've been doing better at that. Sit down and eat. All right? Sit down and have, have fellowship with your family and those you love. You've got to do that with the Lord. You've got to sit down. You've got to slow down. You've got to put your phone away. Some of you say, man, you know what? Praise God, my phone's on my Bible, and that's all right. That's good. But you better turn off notifications when you go try to read your Bible because guess what? That's when everybody in the world's looking for you. Everybody. It's crazy. It's like there's no text. There's no calls. You start to read the Word or see a teaching or listen to a preaching or something, and then everybody's hitting you up, and all those banners are coming down, and you're getting the phone, the phone is ringing. It's like, man, you decide. You make time for God. You spend time with God. You walk with Him. And how can you walk with Him unless you be in agreement with His Word, right? So how can two walk together unless they agree on the direction? So if we love Him, we're going to walk with Him. We're going to agree on His direction, and we're going to agree with His will. His will. Practice loving God. Practice loving God. I know everybody in here loves God. Raise your hand today. Raise your hand. And say, I love God with my whole heart. With all of my being, all of my desire, all of my will, all of my mind, and all of my emotions, say, I love God. That is my covenant. That's right. You love God, and God blesses those who love Him. God blesses those that love Him. So point one today, say yes to loving God. How about this, point two? Say yes to prayer. I believe a spirit of prayer is coming over this church. Pastor Fabian's always had a heart for prayer, and, and, and Mom always had a heart for prayer. Our, our whole lives, they've had a heart for prayer. And they've been meeting in here at noon for years to pray. And Sister Rose has a heart for prayer. We've got people in this ministry have a heart for prayer. And, and you, some of you say, well, I don't have to be at the church to pray. And I agree. I agree. You don't have to be. But make sure you are praying and seeking God. Because if you love God, you're going to talk to Him, right? That's all prayer is. And I know some of you are at home talking to God all the time. Some of you are talking to God like crazy. You're driving around. You're at home. You're at your job. You've got to pray. Let's go to Romans 12, 12. Romans 12, 12. I'm not going to go real long today. I, God is laying something on my heart today for the altar after the word, and I believe God's going to touch our hearts today. But look at what this verse says. It says, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. The English Standard Version says, be constant in prayer. That's a good translation, huh? That one says, keep on praying. English Standard says, be constant in prayer. The NIV, the New International Version says, be faithful in prayer. I like the King James Version translation of this, though. It says, continuing instant in prayer. Continuing instant means it's ongoing. You're continuing to do it, 
And if you're instant in prayer, it means you're praying every moment. Oh, let's pray about that. Lord, I need to talk to you about this. You're constant and you're instant in prayer. It's ongoing and you keep doing it. You keep doing it over and over again. Say, God, I need to talk to you about that. And you're talking to God all day long. You're talking to God. Prayer is so very important. I'm praying. And the leadership, pastors of this church are praying. Let a spirit of prayer fall over this church like never before. I can just see it. I was talking to my wife this past week. I can just see it. And to me, that's a big number. But God, God has no limits. We've had eight. We've had 16 at prayer. We've had 12. We've had 10. I mean, in the early morning prayer. And then there's prayer at noon where n- numerous people come to pray. But you know what? I can just see in my mind's eye. I can see these two sections right here, which would be about 100 people. And I can see them full. We were talking this week, and I said, we were talking, and, and I said, yeah, well, 50. And I, well, that's not 50. Man, we had 12 one day at prayer, or we had 16, didn't we? It's like, man, we're not far from that. We need to go bigger. So I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm believing God, and I want you to agree with me, that this place right here, these two sections, be full of prayer people in the morning and at noon. Just something miraculous. Only God could do that, because you know how it is. You know how it is. Say, man, hey, we're going we're gonna to hang out. Hey, man, people want to be there. Man, we're going to eat hot dogs. It's going to be basketball. All right, praise God. Hey, we're going to pray. Five people. <laughs> I'm not sticking it to you. I mean, it's just the truth. It's just, it's just not always popular. People are like, man, well, I'll just pray somewhere else. Or, oh, yeah, you know, I pray as I go. Okay, praise God. But look at this. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. I believe keep on praying is praying at home alone, praying in groups, praying with your family. That's so important to set up a family altar so you pray at home. That is one of the, one of the goals of this church. Pastors always had that for everybody to have a family altar. Pray together at home because if the family's all right, everything else is going to be all right. If the family's healed, everything else is going to be healed. But I also believe it's important to come to church and pray. Not just on a Sunday and a Wednesday, but when you can. When we open it for prayer, man, do your best to be here. And for those watching on Facebook Live today, you're invited too. Show up. Show up and get planted. Show up. Choose a place, man. You say, man. And some people would say, you know what? That church doesn't meet my needs. Here's my question for those that would say, man, that church isn't just right for me and that church isn't just a good fit. And you've got to find a church that's a fit. But what about you meeting needs for people at the church you attend? What about you meeting needs for people and serving God here by serving others here or whatever church you attend? So loving God, say yes to loving God and say yes to prayer. That's loving God. If you love him, you're going to pray. You're going to talk to him, not just ask him for stuff. You're going to talk to him. You're going to worship him. And point three today, say yes to right relationships. Wrong relationships can be your undoing. Look at Samson in the Bible. Look at Samson in the Bible. I'm telling you, wrong relationships can mess up everything. 1 Corinthians 15, we're not going to go there. I'm just going to quote some of it to you. It says, bad company corrupts good character or good morals. Hmm. Let's go to Proverbs 13.20. Proverbs 13.20. This is real simple and basic. Check this out. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Or the map version is hang out with fools and be a fool. I think they told me something like that growing up. And it's crazy how even, even the, 
You say, man, my mom wasn't even a Christian, you may say, or dad wasn't even a Christian, but they always knew I didn't need to be hanging out with that person. They're like, you're acting like them now, and they don't act right, and they're thugs, and you ain't going to be a thug in my house. Right? I, I, I'll never understand when the transition happened. Maybe it was with hip-hop music, and I'm an old-school fan of hip-hop when it was cleaner. Now I listen to gospel rap sometimes, all right? I like hip-hop, you know, clean Christian hip-hop. But I don't, I don't understand how hip-hop made it cool to be a thug. I'm not trying to rhyme here or sound trite, but it made it cool to be a fool. It did. And if I'm offending somebody on Facebook Live, repent. <laughs> really, if I'm offending you about music, it, what, here, it teaches you to be a fool. A lot of music now, look at this. Speak about a wrong relationship. We can have a wrong relationship with music, listening to the wrong music. Music that degrades women, humiliates men, makes them, if they'll have a beer can or some alcohol and a gun in their hand, then they're the man. What? When did being a thug become cool? That's not cool. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Associate with fools and be destroyed. You know, Proverbs talks about fools. I don't think we have any fools in here today, but this is just a warning so we never become fools, right? But Scripture says that the only thing a fool learns from is pain. Not instruction, not God's commandments, not the Word, but pain. That's the only thing a fool learns from. And some fools, they don't learn from pain. That's crazy. So make sure you're in right relationships. That is so important. Well, here's a checklist for a good relationship. How about honesty? Anybody, honesty. Um, they help you improve. They help you improve in your life, this person you're in a relationship with. They're faithful to God. They encourage you to be faithful to God. I believe in a right relationship, even though they're, they're your friend and they love you just as, you're, as you are, they hold you accountable. I believe you can love and accept someone just as they are and still go, hey, bro, I missed you at church. Hey, sis, I, I love you so much, but um, you know you shouldn't be drinking that stuff. Hey, sis, you know I love you, but you shouldn't be smoking that. Hey, bro, I love you, but that's not yours. We're not going to take it. That sounds real simple, doesn't it? I believe in, even in a good, close friendship, you can hold somebody accountable. And you can be held accountable. It's called checks and balances. It really is. Someone says, hey, you know what? I don't think we should do that, man. I love you, but no, I'm not going to do that. And that's a boundary. You say, I'm not going to do that. I believe part of your boundaries is making your boundaries plain to people when they try to cross them with your yes and your no. And this gets into right relationships. It ties in real closely. That's how you know you're in a wrong relationship when someone's always trying to violate your boundaries. They say, hey, man, I love you. Let's serve God together. You start to serve God, a man and woman relationship here, you know, a, a romantic relationship. And you know something's off when after they get you or they get you to say yes or you're in a serious relationship now, they're like, let's not go to church this Sunday. I've seen that. I've seen a guy do that to a girl and a girl do that to a guy right here at this church. It's like, now if they got them, they're going to go have family time every Sunday. I'm all, that's romantic, I guess. That's, mm, it ain't wise. But all of a sudden, vacation time is every Sunday. It's Lubbock every Sunday. Lubbock will still be there Sunday after church. Really? 
Years ago, I was dealing with someone. They were missing Sunday. They were going shopping, and one of them said, it was a girl, she said, but I want to be cute too. I'm like, you can get cute Sunday afternoon. I think they stay open till what, 6 in Lubbock at the mall? I don't know. Closed a little earlier, but you can leave here, head to Lubbock, get you Subway and, and Seminole on the way to Lubbock. That's what we used to do till it got old. We, we needed to eat something different. We got a promotion. If someone's pulling you from God and not pushing you toward God, that's a wrong relationship. It's that simple. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. I didn't make that up. It's just that simple. If, if being around someone, oh, I'm dwelling on this a little bit. If being around someone, hmm, I'm supposed to be done already, but you know what? Let me, let me just share this. If being around someone bring, brings out the worst of you, after you hang out with them, you're irritable. You're struggling with that old lust. You're struggling with that old anger. You're struggling with, man, heaven forbid, depression again or jealousy. They're making you jealous, making you jealous, right? Hmm. They're making you do it. No, you draw your boundaries. And sometimes, I'm telling you, there's nothing like the power of goodbye. I don't know who needs to hear that today. I'm, I'm not telling you anything specifically. You, you and God know. There's nothing like the, don't get me wrong, if you're in a marriage relationship and you've decided, you've made a covenant, you need to do your best to stay in that marriage relationship. There's only a few reasons for divorce in scripture, but, but, I'm talking about friendships and other things, or if you're in a terrible, abusive relationship, oh man, there's nothing like the power of boundaries, and did you know goodbye is a boundary? I've laid that one down. Bye. I ain't never crossed that one again. Bye. <laughs> Go be with Jesus. Talk to the Lord. Bye. You say, man, it may be a friend who's of the same sex. Ladies, one of your girlfriends, she's, she's been your homie forever. Guys, uh-huh, but they make you funky, and you haven't been strong enough to lift them up. Did you know it takes a really strong person to be able to reach over and grab somebody and pull them up to where they are? A lot of the time, you're unequally yoked, and it's like hitching up a cat and a donkey and trying to get them to pull a trailer. And the yoke is like that, and it doesn't work. And the cat's running and scratching, and the, the donkey's braying. You know, they can't get on the same page. That's what being unequally yoked is. That's what Scripture talks about. So you be careful about those relationships. They're important. Relationships are deeply, deeply, deeply important. Let's review real quickly today. Say yes. Say, say yes to what or to whom? Say yes, number one, to loving God. So you're saying yes to God. Say yes to prayer. And number three today, very brief, say yes to right relationships. Would you go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, if you would, please, today? Is there anybody in this house that says, Pastor, I need to say yes to Jesus once and for all. I've not made him my Lord and Savior. I need to commit and make Jesus the Lord of my life. Is that you today? Raise your hand if you say, 